Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you as a parent gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston answers the number one question that parents are asking right now. Let's hear the question and Mark's answer. I always pick one question that I think that most people are asking uh, in some form or the, or the other uh, and, and spend a lot of time trying to give you some direction on this because it may hit a number of different questions that people are asking. And, um, and this is the question. Um, it's, it's from a, a mom and she says this. She says, I have an introverted 15-year-old girl who does not have motivation to do anything except spend time with her friends or be on the phone. And I know that that sounds somewhat familiar to uh, a number of you. Um, it's tough to watch her waste her time and talents and become unhealthy and sloth-like. So here's the question. How do we help her to become a healthy, motivated, hardworking young adult? And this is probably a question that um, that parents ask all the time. I, I mean, it, part of it's a cultural thing that, that kids are spending more and more time in their room and uh, because we fixed them up and we give them a place of privacy and we said, look, this is your place. You do what you want. And they go and they spend all their time there connecting with other people. And and uh, then we get frustrated that they're not spending time with us. Uh, and uh, what they're doing is just passing time. So, but I but I think it's, it, it's important to understand some things that are happening uh, in this culture. And if you have listened to me for a long time, or even a little bit of time, you know I'm not an anti-world kind of guy. I'm not anti-internet. Uh, I'm not anti-golly um, uh, phones or the way they connect anything else. I, I think there's always dangers with just about anything. It's like a knife. A knife can be used for great things. A knife can stab you. And um, as I have a couple of times gotten stitches from a knife, and so uh, so you have to be careful. And so that doesn't mean you leave knives around. For anybody to pick up, it means you put them where they are safe, and you have rules about those knives. And are you following me? And so, so I'm not saying here's carte blanche, do whatever you want. I am saying that until, and you'll hear me say this over and over again, that until internal boundaries are developed, you've got to have external boundaries. Um, and so we put those things that can harm somebody up until they are able to handle um until they're able to handle it in such a way that they don't hurt themselves. So, but I think it's important to understand uh, the first thing here, that all kids are relationally motivated, that that at the core of, of your daughter wanting to spend time in her room and spend time on her phone, what she's trying to do is to connect with people. And she spends time with her friends. And, but here's the problem. Um, it's not re- the time that she's spending isn't filling that relationship void um, that she longs to fill. I think every child is relationally motivated. Uh, everything they're doing, God created them that way, and so they spend more and more time trying to fill something, and they say to themselves, "Look, look, all my efforts aren't working," and that moves them to hopelessness. Or they say. 
I don't feel loved, cared for, or accepted, and that leads to depression. Or I can't do enough, which leads to anxiety. It's almost saying that the wall that I need to climb over, it is so big, I, and I, it appears to be so big that I, I just can't uh, climb over it. And what happens is this, they say it's not working. And I, I don't know about you, but it, it's kind of like when I start a lawnmower or a weed eater or a chainsaw or a hedge trimmer, and I keep, you know, I, I, I think I've got everything right. I think I've got the oil mixed right. I think I've got it lubricated enough. And so I sit there and I hold that piece of equipment and I put it on choke and I prime it a little bit with that little button on top that you get gas into the chamber. And then I start pulling on that cord. And I've got to tell you that if it doesn't start, it gets frustrated. It gets frustrating after a while. And I've done this. I've I've almost thrown the weed eater down and said I'm gonna go buy I'm gonna go buy a new one. And I have. That's why I have three weed eaters at my home, is because it won't start and it gets frustrating that I just want to throw it away, and and go I you know I'm not even gonna weed eat the yard. I'm, I quit. I'm done. Why don't we just let the grass grow and consume the house? And uh, who cares about what my neighbors think about my house anyway? Now, I'm, ex- I'm exaggerating just a little bit. But you know the feeling that when you're doing something that it's not working, how frustrating that gets. And I think that helps a child lose that sense of motivation. But this is what they do. When they feel like things aren't working, sometimes they give up. And you and I know that suicide levels among 15-year-old boys are the second highest uh, suicide group in this country. We also know that 14-year-old girls are committing suicide. It's a 75-year high. So they experiment. It's fueled by curiosity. It's driven by the need for acceptance and belonging. And they will try anything to gain something that's missing. And that's your daughter's motivation. That's why she's on her phone all the time, ignoring you, trying to keep up with the world. She's trying to fill the relationship void that's been created in her life that can only be filled by a Savior and by other people. And it's not working for her. And so, you know, and it's all coming from the very thing that she's been created for, and and that and that's relationship. And so knowing that that's what's really going on, now I can understand a little bit now I'm going, okay, I get it. I get it. I mean, it's uh, now I can change my approach. I don't have to get mad at her, but I can help her in a number of ways rather than always being frustrated at her actions because I see them that she's ignoring me. She didn't want to spend time with me. She consumed with herself. She is unmotivated. She doesn't want to, uh, she's wasting her time. She's unhealthy, all those things. But it's interesting that you say those things that she's wasting her time, she's wasting her talent, she's becoming unhealthy, and she's sloth-like, which is more about being unmotivated. And so the bigger question then becomes, how can I help her? And I want to give you four points to say, uh, here's some ways that you can help her. And the first thing is this, require something. Require something. You know, to, to, to her who much is given, much is required. And so it may mean that, I, that, that I'm going to require something from you, sweetheart, and it's going to be that I want you to get a job, or I want you to get to school on time, or 
you know, those things, because I would ask the question, and this is something you've got to ask yourself, mom or dad, who's paying for the phone? Whose car does she drive? Who fills that car with gas? Who buys her clothes? Who gives her allowance? Who prepares all of her meals? She's been given a lot. She's been giving an awful lot. But here's the point, is that because you're giving so much, you know, and you've done this for a while, she is now at the age that she can go get a job, that you can say, I'm not paying for gas anymore. And so I, I, I don't think you're going to be able to throw her phone away and say, um, I don't like the internet, you're unmotivated. What I've got to do is create something different. You know, I think when a kid has a job, that it changes their perspective. It changes it on money. They're, they come home from work and they're tired and they go to sleep rather than staying up all night on their phone. They realize they can't keep getting to their phone while they're working. They learn a sense of respect. They know they now uh, are learning and know how to serve people. They know how to take criticism. They can get fired. There's somebody else holding them accountable uh, to a time schedule. And they're learning about life because what you're doing is training them for the world that they're going um, to move into. So I would require more of her. You know, it's saying you need to get yourself up to go to school. You need to have a job. You're going to have to pay for your own gas, all those things. And, and, it, and it just means I, I want you to do that. Or I'll be happy to provide some of those things if you do these things. The other thing, the second thing is pursue something. I just don't want you sitting around. I want you to be pursuing something. And that may be an involvement somewhere. And whether that's a church, whether that's a youth group, whether it's a parachurch organization like Young Life or His Life or Whose Life or My Life or whatever, you know, whatever it is that you're saying, I just want you to be involved in something. I want you to Row on a team. I want you to play pickleball. I want you to swim competitively. I want you to be in sports. I want you to be on the chess team, play in the band. I just want you to be doing something other than just sitting doing nothing because it's, it's not fulfilling. So that's what you're asking. I just want you to do something. Take a singing class. Take guitar lessons. Do, do something. The third thing is set some boundaries. And where there are no internal boundaries, you've got to set some external boundaries. And evidently, she's having a tough time getting off that phone. You know, my wife will sit down and look at Instagram, and she'll start going through it. And before you know it, two hours has passed. And so I'm not saying my wife doesn't have the internal boundaries. I mean, she does. But my point of it is, it's consuming. It, it consumes you because you get interested in seeing other things. It, it, you know, Scripture would say, like, tiny morsels of, of gold— it's how we like to see gossip or talking about other people. And that's what so much of Instagram is. It's just, you know, I, I find myself on Facebook spending time scrolling through, looking at people I don't know, just looking about their lives. And I can't really figure out why I'm even interested in stuff like that. But I know that it consumes me. And so it may mean that you set some boundaries, that the phone is off limits at this time, that it doesn't go into a bedroom past eight o'clock at night, that you start to say you have to have a job. You've got to get up on your own, especially at you're 16. If you've got a 17-year-old son, you're still waking up, you know, uh, to go to school his senior year of high school, then you have a problem. And the problem isn't your young man. 
The problem is that you're continuing to do that. And somebody goes, well, what would you do? I would let him sleep in and fail. I'd let him not graduate. I'd let him postpone going to college. I'd force him to go to summer school to make up classes. Why? Because he needs to be responsible for his life. You know, this whole movement of from a teaching model to a training model is helping parents understand you've got to prepare your child. You've got to train up your child in the way that he should go when they leave home instead of covering for them all the time and doing everything for them. It's their turn to now start doing everything. And so there's consequences to their behavior if they make a mistake or they do something wrong. Let that have its full effect and change your child where they begin to realize that they have to be the ones that make the changes. It's not you. Okay, the fourth thing is this, develop rules. Define what's okay and what's not. How many hours should you spend on the phone? How many not? How, who's going to pay for gas? All those kind of things. So require something, encourage them to pursue something, set the boundaries, and develop rules. Are you following me so far? I'm not going to leave you hanging. Because the next part of it, I think, is important. How do you do it? Um, I think that's where the practical application of just about everything I talk about comes in. I, I, I love hearing people's comments uh, about how they think that uh, parents ought to live their life, but they never tell them how to do it. And, uh, and I don't know how many kids you have in your family, but I live with 65 high school kids that come from all over the country. And... Um, and so I'm very practical with our staff and, and uh, in everything that we do, that we get results by, by ensuring that the practicalness of what we talk about can be um, implemented and where the rubber meets the road is the actions that we see different in the lives of these kids. So how do you do this? I'm going to give you nine things here. And the first thing has more about you than anything else. Determine, the first thing is this, determine what you want from her. You know, if you, if you don't want her to be lazy and you don't want her to be sloth-like and, and you don't want her to be, um, you know, not use her talent and you don't want her to be unhealthy, then identify those things and say, these are the things that I don't want. And, and it's saying, so I want something different. Now do this, the second thing, what, what will you do for her to help her? If you're saying, this is what I want from you, then what will you do as a mom or as a dad to say, this is what I will do for you? And you got to spend some time thinking about that. I, I'm one of those guys that believes this, that it, I'll give up anything to get a child to do something if it helps them understand the, the concept of taking responsibility for their life, if it deepens their relationships with other people, uh, I'm willing to do that if they're going to have a better life as a result. And I'll give you an example of that. The, the person who gives money for good grades, you're going to give the money to your kids anyway. So, I mean, give it to them early. Well, they can get something out of it and they get motivated. I mean, it, it, then you say, well, Mark, that's manipulation. You darn right it's manipulation. I'm manipulating them that hopefully they'll be able to understand that it, when you start to assume responsibility for your life, you're going to be in a better place. And there's always somebody that'll say, you know what, Mark, that doesn't sound right. I mean, what you're doing is losing the battle. You're just helping their entitlement and you're just giving them money. Look, 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 I can lose that battle if I know I'm going to win the war. 
And so I can give up on some of those things. Do I think we ought to be ought to have to pay our kids to do chores around the house or get good grades? I don't think we should have to, but I know they're motivated by that if you have a child that wants money. And so even though I don't believe in the concept, I'll go ahead and do it because I know in the bigger picture of things, I'm going to win the war. And that's what I want. I want them to get a taste of something different so they go, okay, I get it. I understand why you're requiring this from me. I understand why you want this from me. Here's the third thing. Set up a weekly time to get together. Uh, you know, and if she has a car, then let it be her responsibility to meet you somewhere. Don't say, I'll pick you up and take you, or let's leave from home. I would say, okay, we're going to eat breakfast at 7.30, you know, every Tuesday morning. Um, let her drive herself because that's forcing her to be responsible. If you're going to meet somewhere after school for ice cream or coffee or to get a snack or something to eat, let her drive herself and get herself there. Now, remember, I'm talking about a 16-year-old girl here. Let her get there on her own. Let her Uber it. Let her talk to a friend and get there. Because what I'm doing is I'm forcing my child to assume responsibility for their life so they can develop responsibility because what happens is the byproduct of the assumption of responsibility is maturity. And I want my child to mature. So it's set up that time to get together. And if she has the card, let her do it. She sets the time, let her do that. But if she comes back to you and says, no, I don't want to do that. I would ask her, Hey, who's paying for your phone? Who pays for your gas? Whose car do you drive? Because those are the things that I would start to take away. Somebody goes, wait a minute, we've been paying for her phone for a long time. And if we don't have it, we can't keep in contact with her. Let that be her problem. Why do you take it on as your problem? What you're trying to do is to get your child to be responsible. And so if she says, I don't want to meet once a week, then I'm not paying for the phone. But if we meet, then I'm happy to pay for the phone, but I'll turn it off. And she'll say, then I'll get a job. Well, you see, then it's already working. She's now doing what you want her to do. The fourth thing is this. Talk openly. Speak to the elephant in the room. You know, I, I'm one of those guys that I, I really don't believe in sitting down and saying, hey, let me tell you all the neat things I like about you. So here's 13 things. And then you have five things. Now I'm going to tell you the things I don't like about you. I, I wouldn't do that. I would start off and just say, here, I, you know, one of the things I'd love to talk about is how I feel disrespected a, a lot. And I, I may be the cause of that. And I don't want to cause you to be disrespectful to me. What do we need to do to get on the other side of that? I think you start where it's the most hurtful and then move down rather than kind of faking it through a conversation to get to the harder part. Put the harder part up first, up front and uh, deal with the issues that are the biggest. Speak to that elephant in the room because I, sometimes that elephant magnifies everything else. And once you get the elephant out of the way, other things really don't matter. The fifth thing is do this. Mom, admit where you've done it wrong. Don't jump in and start telling them where they've done things wrong. Admit where you've done things wrong. What you're doing is setting an example that it's okay to say you're wrong. The other thing is you're being vulnerable and you're coming out and, and, and you're, you're saying it's okay to say you're wrong. You're, you're, you're telling them that, that I, I want to have a relationship that I'm 
willing to admit. But the practical aspect of this is that once you admit it, they can't use it against you anymore. So admit where you're wrong. The sixth thing is plan to do something together somewhere else. You know, instead of just thinking we're going to get together once a week and and drink coffee or uh, go get a donut and and uh, or you know get ice cream or custard or you know go get you know a latte or eat breakfast. Don't think that that's going to sustain a relationship. It doesn't. Plan to go somewhere. Go to the beach. Go on a shopping trip somewhere. Um, have an occasional dinner. Go to a movie. And for all you that are listening and you're thinking about your son, because I'm, I'm basically answering the question that this mother has asked about her daughter. But if you have a son, I think what you'll find is this, is that guys have an amazing way of communicating shoulder to shoulder. And it's better to do things together and talk about stuff rather than thinking you're going to sit across from a table and have this in-depth conversation. That that happens, but it it only happens usually after you spend time doing things together, go on a fishing trip, go on a hunting trip, go do something that they want to do, uh, and it will deepen your relationship with them. Here's the seventh thing. Surprise your daughter. Surprise her with special gifts or notes or in, uh, some word of encouragement. Just surprise her. What does she want? Uh, if she would like something, you know, a, a new phone cover for her phone a gas card, uh, a, a card to the local Starbucks. Um, what is it that she would like that's unexpected, that's a non-birthday, non-anniversary, uh, just something that she would go, you know, mom's thinking about me because that's what you want. The eighth thing would be this. In your interaction with your child, be genuine and be authentic. That's what they want more than anything else. And the ninth thing is this, give it time. Over a period of time, you know, unconditional love can warm the hearts of, of, a, of a very, very cold heart. You want to develop that relationship that she's desiring from others, but you want to develop that relationship with her. And it doesn't mean that you have to be her friend. I'm just saying you have a relationship. You're still mom or you're still dad. You're, you're still the parent or the grandparent. But what you're wanting to do more than anything else is to give her a taste of what a real relationship looks like. And I think that's one of the most confusing things for kids today. They don't know what relationships look like. And it's our job to help them get there. I, I hope this answers um, the question that, that you have asked, and, and perhaps there's stuff I've shared that will pertain to your situation that you're in. Thank you so much for asking the questions. Don't hesitate to go to our other uh, podcast that we have. It's called I Mustache Mark a Question, where I spend a lot of time answering all of the questions that are, that are sent in. But um, thank you for listening. I'm Mark Gregston, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, you can visit parentingtodaysteens.org, heartlightministries.org, or markgregston.com. And don't forget that if you want to hear Mark answer more of your questions, you could subscribe to I Mustache Mark a Question on Apple Podcasts. It's just $2.99 a month 
or $29.99 a year with new episodes dropping every Friday. We'll be back here on Monday for another great episode. Have a great weekend and we'll talk to you then.